This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Right, it's Rugby World Cup time because the rugby championships are done and dusted and now we look forward to the most important tournament in the world of rugby. Uh, John Robbie, once again you're here with me. I'm Bushle Matilini. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today, John. It's, uh, well, not too big of a weekend, but it definitely does mean a lot for uh, the Springboks this weekend. They're taking on Argentina at Loftus. Absolutely. But first of all, let's just, let's just take stock and say, mm. before the rugby championship, if you'd said we would be champions... We would draw with New Zealand away. We'd win the other two games. We'd hammer Argentina, beat Australia. I mean, you'd have taken it. Now the whole world, do yourself a favor and go through some of the websites. Go through the um, uh, 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 the, 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 the podcasts. Yeah. Look at what the experts are saying. Everybody is talking up the Springboks. And in a way, that can be a slight problem because when we get a little bit cocky, I think that's dangerous. But considering where we were, we have to take our hats off to Rassi, and it's fabulous. Yeah. Now, of course, it's all about uh, filling in those final selection places, obviously making sure your key players uh, are not injured. Yeah. And I think that's why we're seeing so many changes across the board, with the exception of Australia uh, this weekend. And, and these games are important. The result is not so important. Maybe it is for the All Blacks, but it's about filling in those final selection places. And my goodness, it's fascinating. It is very fascinating. And um, I want to talk about the fact that you say we don't want to get too cocky. But there's a serious fire in the Springboks that we haven't seen in uh, quite some time. Uh, Don't you think that will be good enough to... To get us through the World Cup. It's always a fine line. It's a fine line between confidence and overconfidence. Yeah. And and I, I, I think I think because our rugby has probably been as low as it's ever been. Uh, you, I, I mean, I can go back to 1965, 1974, when Springbok rugby was at its absolute lowest. They thought it would never recover. And of course it did. And, you know, the last couple of years, two years ago, we were just as low. I was at Cardiff when we were beaten by Wales. I was actually embarrassed. And an old Welshman shook my hand and said, I'm very sorry to see the end of the Springboks. What on earth has happened? Now look what Rassi has done. And you're right. There is that feeling, that that momentum. And the great thing for me about this weekend is to see whether our B team, and it is our B team, let's be honest. Yes what the effect of that momentum has been. And of course, people playing for their places. And it's a very tough one because you have to be a team player. You have to fit into the team. And yet you also have to put your head above your opponent. I mean, look at centers, look at lock, look at back row, look at front row right the way through. So as I say, there's all sorts of little things in there and only the coaches really know what they're looking at and where they are. Key for me, and I said this to you before, is... We, I hope we have got absolute expert advice on fitness, on timing things right for the beginning of that World Cup and seeing it through. Because that's what won us in 2007. It's yes. what won us in 1995. And uh, I hope it's the same this time. Uh, so do I, John Robbie. And I mean, looking at the Springbok squad, as you mentioned, it's our B team. It's, I mean, the entire 15 uh, has changed. Barring uh, the captain, the regular captain, not the captain this weekend, the Osia Kolisi, who else do you think would say confidently or at least almost I've got a Springbok uh, place for the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, I think you've, 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 you've got to look through. I mean, I look at a guy like Dylan Lates. Yeah. Dylan Lates is your, your archetypal utility player. He can play wing, he can play uh, fly half, he can play fullback, he can probably play centre as well. Not blessed with any huge amount of pace. He's very, very skillful, a good footballer, etc. Yeah. 
when you've only got 31 and you're in Japan, maybe he is a key player to have. But then, of course, you've got Franz Stein on the bench yeah, as well. Do you pick Franz Stein as a centre? If that's the case, then one of Jesse Creel and uh, Andre Esterhazen is playing for your place. So you've got the two centres basically in competition against each other yeah. while they're playing. So this is what Rassi has to imagine, uh, has, has to take on board and he has to encourage in the squad. Healthy competition within that squad. But all the coaches want the games, the final games over so they can announce their squad. There'll be disappointment for an awful lot of people. Other guys will be delighted, but at least then you can start working with the, with the squad. But... There's a nice balance to that side. Mm. Um, my biggest worry is Elton Yanchis. I've said it every time we've spoken. He is an enigma. Mm. He is this wonderfully talented player. When he was playing for the Lions on their miraculous rise to, to stardom, yes. he looked fantastic. Uh, now he falls asleep. Now he's got weaknesses. Now he, he you, want, you wonder, is he fully there? Is he fully committed to the game? No, that's, that's unfair. Of course he's committed. But he also brings wonderful place kicking as well. Yes. So what I really want more than anything uh, this weekend is Elton Yankees to grab this game by the scruff of the neck and, neck and absolutely book his place. Do you not feel like uh, because there isn't really a second choice fly half outside of Elton Yankees, he might be a bit too relaxed, a bit too uh, confident um, in the box jersey already? I don't know. I don't know. Rassi talks about him as though he is absolutely there and he knows more about it than I do. Yeah. So, so, But I really want going into this World Cup to know that, I mean, if you look at a rugby team, of course every position is, is vital. But there are certain positions. Number eight, hooker, scrum half, fly mm. half, fullback. Those positions are absolute specialist positions where you've got. That's why I laughed at Nick Mallet. You know, you know, su su suggesting that that you can put other people into scrum half. You cannot do that. Yeah. You cannot simply cannot do that yeah. because it's it's something you develop o over the years, etc. And and the one area of concern I have in those vital specialist position is Elton Yanchis. I want him to grab this game by the scruff of the neck this weekend and absolutely nail it down. It's uh, one of the specialist positions you mentioned, John Robbie. Marcel Coutier is playing in eighth man. It's good to see him get a run uh, from the start of the match. Yeah, indeed. He, 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 wonderful play. He's yeah. been so unlucky with injuries. You know, he went to Ulster. He's basically had uh, two years of injury, but he's bounced back and he is a hell of a tough player. Yeah. And the one thing that the Springboks have got always, they're the ones, I mean, everybody is tough and strong and physical now and, and, and beautifully conditioned. But when we are playing Springbok rugby, we have that little bit ahead. Mm. Nobody can match us in terms of hardness and physicality. Absolutely. As I said to you before, my, my picture of dream Springbok rugby is wave upon wave of attacks. Backs, forwards, handling, taking the yeah. knock, passing it on again and again and again and wearing down. And what I loved about last week with us was we, we played it fairly conservatively, fairly tight. We used up the Argentinian petrol and then we started to see that classical Springbok play. So someone like Marcel could see yeah a big game from him certainly could put him in the frame let's talk about our locks john robbie i mean we've got uh, a wealth of of locks in the country it's quite ridiculous actually franco moster Eben Ezebeth, not in the picture this weekend uh but then you've got luet diacher and archias neyman especially luet coming back now i mean he was injured for quite some time he's, he's played a bit of curry cup here and there but uh he'll definitely be looking to cement his place well i think so i mean i think those two are, are incredible and when you stand beside them and you look at the physical specimens mm. I mean, they're just incredible because they're not as skinny as they look when you see them on the television they are big big men i think what they're doing is uh, obviously they want 
want game time. Yeah. Obviously, they've got to prove uh, fitness, etc. But I think what they're also doing is saying, hang on a second, I want to bring myself up to the level of our first team locks because the way they played was incredible last Phenomenal. week. Phenomenal. So, so, so I think with them, yes, game time. Yes, they want to, to fit into the patterns, all those things. Yeah. Uh, also, the big worry there is, is um, injury. And that's, of course, across the board. Mm-hmm. Injury is a major, major problem. Imagine getting injured at this stage. I mean, you know, we remember Jean de Villiers just before Ooh. one World Cup getting injured in the warm-up game, etc. But having said that, yeah. that's a fact of life for all the coaches. You speak of injury. Do you think that's why Franz Stein is not starting? I've been, I've been itching to see Franz Stein start, run onto that field, but he's on the bench again. So have I. And, and it's very, very strange because I would have thought this was an ideal opportunity mm. to, 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 to blood him, having, or even to put him in at fly half. Yeah. Give, give him a run at fly half, maybe he'll come on. I don't know. I don't know what the reason for that is. Um, Creel and Estes. The other thing you've got to remember is in a World Cup, I've said before, you've got two World Cups. You've got the, the pool games and then you've got quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Now, quarterfinal, semifinal, final, you play your first team. Yeah. You play your A side. Yeah. In the pool games, you play two games probably with your B side. So maybe what we're saying is, well, hang on a second. If Creel and Esther Hazen are our B, let's give them a run. Let's give them as much playing together. They come from different provinces, yes. etc. And it's always fun trying to guess what's in the mind of the coaches. Uh, what is it? What, what is there? But of course, the other thing, remember, is Swayster Brain is gone. Yes. Which is incredible. Now, Swayster Brain is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Absolutely. What he did with the Lions, you know, you know, carrying on was 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 incredible. Yeah. Um, but having said that, he's clearly got some medical problems. Yeah. And, and we wish him well and we hope it's, you know, but 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 just the reaction to him going indicates now that that there's a big gap there to is. fill. Yeah. And, you know, Mzwandile uh, stick yeah. is, is, is there, etc. He's got to stand in. He's got to sort of fill those boots absolutely and take it take it forward. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're perhaps looking at many players who are going to play in the B games in those, uh, in those pool games, which are important as well. This game, um, as you said, John Robbie, at the start of this podcast, the results don't matter so much. And I think uh, the biggest indication for me is also the fact that Argentina have essentially changed the entire starting lineup. Decimated the side. Only three uh, survivors from last week. Yeah, again, I mean, the Argentinians are are gobsmacked. And you saw Ledesma in the the box when the scrum went backwards again. I mean, they they must be pulling their hair, hair out. But... Good players don't suddenly become bad players. No. And, and we saw the Jaguares. We've seen the, the Argentinians before almost getting up into that absolute first division uh, of rugby. So I think there's an element of resting. I think there's an element of saying, all right, we didn't have a great uh, championship, but it's still our first side. We cannot afford to have any, have any injuries there. Yeah. And once again, just like South Africa, they're looking at players and saying, hang on a second. Can you force your way into that first team? Lavanini is back in, for example. Yeah. I'm sure he, w- he was rested. They're playing... Uh, Matera obviously captain uh, again Kremer playing on the flank so there's lots of little things in there but I think what they're really doing is and I'll be interested to see how their scrummaging goes Mm. because that's something they've got to work at but once again in a similar sort of way Without this 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 great wave of optimism, uh, they're also trying out and looking for those final places that they're going to put into their thirty-one. But they will be motivated, absolutely, because they and 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 the worry, worrying thing for them is just like everybody. And and I go back to the sending off of, of Geordie Barrett that that we have uh, Scott Scott Barrett. Yes, that we have now a clear message from the referees that they are not going to take any nonsense. Anything dangerous is going to be nailed and you can't whinge about it. 
Now, one of the problems then is if you have an over-motivated side that goes in a physical game like rugby, yeah. we could have sending off. Now, we've got, uh, obviously, we've got Luke Pierce, English referee. We've got Jacob Paper, who's a, who's a terrific referee. Absolutely. We don't have those slightly unpredictable French referees that, that, that I said. That's when you get upsets. That's when you get yes, strange yes. decisions, although they were okay, okay last week. And my biggest fear, and funnily enough, it goes for the All Blacks as well, is over-motivation. Mm. Because over-motivation mm. can mean you you just want to hammer in and we could see people be, be, being sent off, even people missing World Cups. Yeah, and we've if seen... They have, if they have a, so that's something to watch out for. Yeah. And I hope the coaches are drumming discipline into the players. Especially the Argentines, uh, John. You know that they're a very fiery side. They get very emotional, especially when they're on the back foot. Absolutely. But the All Blacks, if you remember, when they lost to Ireland in Chicago, they happened to play Ireland a couple of weeks later in Dublin. Mm. They beat them well with one of the dirtiest performances Mm. over the years. They pushed the boundaries on the edge. Now, you look at the All Blacks. I mean, let's move on to the other game now. I mean, uh, uh, Steve Hansen, somebody said, are these players, you know, you look at uh, Ben Franks, you look at, uh, um, you look at, at, um, uh, sorry, Owen Franks, uh, you look at at, uh, the other two changes the two wingers both wingers going who are absolute shoe-ins and he said you know is this resting or are they are they dropped he said they're not in the side therefore they are dropped mm. so he has wielded the knife as well he's yeah. made some ma- many positional changes etc Sonny Bill Williams has come back he's in etc yeah. but they are going to be motivated the interesting thing for me is that that looking at the game in some more detail now the Wallabies actually outthought them in terms particularly from the lineout. The way the Wallabies played the line-out, the way they handled it, the way they engaged the back row of the All Blacks and took them out was fantastic. I mean, there's another level of, of what they thought, and it just shows how the Wallabies have been thinking and preparing. So suddenly you've got the Wallabies who, are, who have got the, 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 the momentum going with them. They're talking up this game. The All Blacks now suddenly are under pressure, rare pressure for them. Yeah. Their biggest thing is going to be over-motivation once again, but expect them to bounce back big and strong. That's going to be one hell of a game. And of course, it's Bledisloe yeah. Cup. It's yes. not just a friendly. That means something. Wallabies sticking to that winning formula. Well, why wouldn't you? You know, having had such a, a shocking time of it recently and suddenly now you've come through. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel very, very sorry for the uh, Rory Arnold, who was mm. one of their stars. But Adam Coleman is a big, tough guy. And he is one Absolutely. of the tough guys who's been, you know, he's also been unlucky with injuries. So there's going to be no real weakness there. I'm interested to see Nick White again. We talked about yeah. his, his, his performance. Kirtley Beale at the back. Yeah. Uh, uh, James O'Connor, who surprised me in what he did. But the set pieces the Australians had were much, much better. But of course, this time, maybe they'll be playing against 15 for the whole game. Could we be talking uh, Australia peaking after this uh, weekend? I don't know about peaking. You mm. know, I, this is what I've said to you before. It's it's now so scientific because yeah. the the workload, the training load is so huge. And remember, these guys have come off a very very tough season. They have. Uh, so so how you how you deal with it? I don't know. I said to you before, my worry is that the Springboks are peaking too soon. Yeah. I would like to go into a World Cup where you're you're motivated, you're ready, but there's you know, like Bruce Bruce Fordyce always said, when you run comrades and you're a little bit worried that you're slightly underdone, he said, that's the way you should feel. Yes. When you're confident and think everything is up and running, that is that is the problem. But it's now it's now about um ticking those final boxes. Gee, I'm using that like a cliche now, but you know exactly what I mean. Ticking those final boxes. Also keeping some of your, your, your powder dry, yeah. but mainly looking at those last 
selections that are going to make up your up your squad and it'll be interesting to see which of the players absolutely puts their puts their hands up for me i hope that it is elton yanchis <laughs> John Robbie, at this time, I'd usually be asking for score prediction, but... Uh, score- I never give score predictions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead, because of uh, the, 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 the makeup of this weekend's fixtures, I want to ask you, what should we be looking out for in both matches this weekend? Well, again, I think, I think that, that you've got to look out for falling into the team pattern. In other words, looking like a team, even though we have basically three scratch sides put together. Mm. But they've been training together, they've been in squads, etc. So... You've, you've got to look and say, well, are they conforming to the way the side is going to play at the World Cup? And you'll see it. If it suddenly looks disjointed and all over the place, you're going to say, well, hang on a second. You've got problems with your squad. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing will be individuals. Who's going to, I mean, you look at a guy like Warwick Gallant. Warwick Gallant is one of those X-factor players who can do things on a rugby field yeah. that nobody else yeah. can. It's incredible. And yet, you think of him... I think he's got a lack, a slight lack of absolute top end speed, which is a worrying thing for a fullback. But one of the guys, you know, we've spoken about before, our fullback has not, uh, Villiru has not perhaps done quite as well in, in, in the way we thought he, he can do. So there's a huge opportunity for him. So a guy like Warwick Kalant has obviously got to fit into the team pattern. Obviously, his defensive play has got to be fine because now... They cover across in a way that is completely different. The back three cover right across. The fullback comes up and takes the uh, the open side winger, and it's it, it you know it's a very very highly skilled thing. It requires a huge amount of of concentration. Mm. So within that setup, can he provide the magic that says I can't leave that guy guy out? In other words, that's what all the players have to do. They have to say. I have to play on Saturday in a way that the coach cannot me leave me out for the World Cup. It's going to be fascinating. It is going to be fascinating to see how the Springboks perform this weekend as well as to see how the other match between Australia and New Zealand plays out. John Robbie, uh, let's enjoy the rugby for the last time. You, must ask, me for a predi- you must ask me for a prediction, uh, you- not the score. You must ask me for a prediction. <laughs> Otherwise, people will say you're a coward. I mean, okay, give me, right. a, g- give me a prediction. All right, I think the Springboks will win. Okay. I, think, I think it's going to be a narrow win. And I think the Argentinians are going to come out and, and you know, they've got, they've got ball players and Loftus is a running pitch. It yeah. really is a, a running pitch. So, but I'm going to go for the Springboks. I think there is that momentum through. And as I say, Elton Yankees, go for it. Please, please go for it. The other one, I think, I mean, the first 20 minutes of that game are going to be savage. They're yep. going to be absolutely savage. Oh. Jakob Paper, you want to be absolutely on your game mm. and, and set out the stall there. Um, I think the Wallabies are cock-a-hoop at the moment. You know, they, they've, I think they've lost their last 22 games against New Zealand in New Zealand, which is, which is extraordinary. It doesn't even have to be Eden Park. It can be anywhere. You know, they're just winning there. So they have a chance to win back the Bledisloe Cup for the first time in, in a long, long time. But having said that, an, an injured and wounded all-black side very and, and 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 you heard what I mean. Steve uh, um, Hansen said to Sam Whitelock. I mean, you know, Sam Whitelock is an absolute icon at the moment. Probably yeah. the best lock in the world. Has he got to step up? Yes. In other words, you haven't been playing well enough. We want to see you in your leadership role, mm. even though he's not captain. Your leadership role and your general play. So to say to a guy like that, you're not playing well enough, son. To drop icons from the side, mm. and he's basically saying to these guys and. You know, it, it's like it's like when uh, uh, you know Manchester United play badly and lose. The pressure on them from the the, the supporters yeah. all over the world is there. So those All Blacks have got their back their backs to the wall, absolutely. So I again, I think the All Blacks, if they keep 15 men on the field, will will win probably now.
So there you have it. Uh, Springboks and All Blacks, according to John Robbie. My prediction, it's a bit cliche, but rugby will win this weekend. Oh. <laughs> Pardon me while I vomit. <laughs> Enjoy the rugby. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. Livepodcasts.fm.